0: You're listening to Wayfind Marketing Live, a podcast about navigating business and making marketing easier. Here's your host, Wayfind Marketing founder and president, Steve Phipps.
1: Good afternoon. Happy Friday to everybody. I'm Steve Phipps, and welcome to Wayfind Marketing Live, where Our goal, our mission is to make marketing easier because doggone it, there's enough difficult things going on. Marketing shouldn't be one of them. And I am here with my co-hosts, Annie Laurie Walters. Annie Laurie, how are you today?
0: I'm good, happy Friday to you.
1: Good, to you as well. And I gotta admit, I'm I'm kind of in the mood now for Jerry's snow cone.
0: (laughs) Right, I know, we're talking about snow cones. (laughs)
1: It's if, if you are uh, a Memphian or uh, maybe you visited Memphis at some point, uh, there's a place here called Jerry's snow cones, which is, uh, it's just kind of one of those rites of passage. If you, if you're in Memphis, you live in Memphis. And uh, so we were just talking about Jerry's snow cones and uh, just, yeah, anyway, I like there, I think they call it the Supreme where they mix in the ice cream with it.
0: Oh yeah. 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 We're fans of the rainbow supreme over here. <laughs> yeah,
1: lots of uh, lots of options over there. But yeah. anyway, we're not here to talk about snow cones today. Although <laughs> you can't go wrong with a good snow cone. Okay. Um, or back in Baltimore, where I'm from, snowballs.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Um,
1: so today we're going to talk about blogging. Uh, this is how to write blog posts that generate more leads, part two. Uh, Last week, we had a great discussion last week.
0: We did. And we also had a lot of questions from viewers, which was really fun. And we encourage anyone who is watching live to please post your questions. We'd love to answer those. Um, But uh, the the conversation was so great and so um, spontaneous. There were a few things we weren't able to get to last week. And so we wanted to make sure that we uh, were able to have time to really cover um, the anatomy of a blog post. How do you really write? the good stuff that's going to produce the results you're looking for. Everything from how to write great headlines to how to organize your thoughts and how to actually get it out on paper. I know a lot of people may feel ready to start blogging and they have lots of great ideas, but it's overwhelming to get started. So we want to help give some guidelines and maybe a blueprint of sorts that can help you hone in on, what you should be writing about and how to take some of those ideas and maybe save them for another post make the most of your ideas to get a lot of content out of them so
1: absolutely and and so today is going to be very practical last week we talked to uh, you know a lot of big picture kinds of things uh, planning taking you know take a strategic approach to your blog it shouldn't just be something that functions in a silo. Think about how it fits into your overall content plan, your email, your social. We also talked a little bit about creating a, a plan, whether you do it for four weeks or a month at a time, whether you do it a quarter at a time, but think through bigger picture. What are the topics that you're going to write about? And so that's that's going to be part of the basis of, of coming into today is you missed last week, go back watch it. You can catch the podcast or watch the live stream on our website or on YouTube. Yes. And so, you know, coming in, and we, we've got a list of things. And, and and Laura, you you do a lot lot of lots of blog writing, and and so I know you've got some things that that you want to share today. And and before we get into the the tactical, you know, again, I just want to reiterate: have a plan, know what you're writing about. Um, you know, we talked about last week, a thousand words is a good length for a blog post, especially, you know, it's kind of a minimum recommendation for getting, to start getting traction with the search engines. If you don't have capacity to do a thousand words, that's fine. You know, do 500, 600, make, ultimately you want to make sure that it's really good for your audience. You want them to take something away from it. Um, and so, but anyway, why don't you, why don't you kick us off a little bit? Talk about. A controlling idea and, and what is that? Why is it so important to have a controlling idea for your blog post when, when you start writing it?
0: Sure. Yeah. So one thing that you mentioned is to know what you're going to write about, but also who are you writing to? Yeah. And so knowing so well that audience, you're writing content that's going to solve their problems. Because when people come to the Google machine to type in their search, they are usually looking to answer a question, solve a problem. And so you want your content to solve that problem. Now, when you start to write that content, you may have a whole bunch of stuff you want could say about that topic. It might be, you know, it's a product you're selling, it's a service you offer. You want to say all kinds of things, but you have to hone it in and really narrow it down to where you are specifically answering that question and there's so many benefits to to finding that out what is the question they're asking and what answer are you providing and that answer becomes your controlling idea yeah
1: and and so you know to build on that when you think about your your controlling idea really is is if you had to boil what you want to say down to a single sentence that's your controlling idea right And, and the reason why that's so important is, is because Larry, as you said, you know, if, if whether you are the person who's writing or whether you have somebody who's doing the writing for you, someone on your team, you, you, you've got a writer you've contracted with, who's going to do that for you. Lots of things can be said in answer to that question. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, just for an example, um, let's, let's say we were writing a blog post about how to write a blog post. Um, how to write a blog post that wins more leads. Well, you know, we would want to have a controlling idea specifically for that topic. Um, and so, yeah, the controlling idea might be something like well written blog posts solve your customers' problems and can generate more leads. Mm-hmm. And so that would you know, that would be what we would always go to, to decide if if something that we wanted to include in that blog post was relevant. So as you're thinking through, you know, the, the topic, you really want to think about what's the one thing you're trying to say, mm-hmm. because that needs to be what guides all the content that you're going to create. Mm-hmm. And, and you might have some really good things to say, and it's a judgment call. You might have some really good things to say that you ultimately decide I'm not going to include it in this blog post, but that would create another good blog post. So, you know, that controlling an idea becomes really, really important.
0: And it keeps you focused, too, because it was, for example, you may do a little research to support some of the things that you want to communicate in your blog post and as you're doing research you may find this really compelling statistic but it's not quite exactly what you're talking about in your post but it's so compelling you want to find a way to weave it in see the controlling idea helps you avoid that because you need to save that great stat and that real compelling message for a new blog post. Don't try to force it into this other post. Like the controlling idea is like guardrails, I feel like kind of keeps you on the straight and narrow, um, communicating clearly and concisely and simply um, what it is that your target audience is searching for when they go to search for information online.
1: Absolutely. And, and it might be that you've got several different things that you're kind of wrestling with. And so, you know, as, as we go through and, and talk about some of the different steps in the process. You know, these tailor this to you, um, because even Annie Laurie and I were talking about this, that we would take uh, the, the process and, and we might approach it just a little bit differently you know, following the same steps, but maybe I do something before she would in that process. And that's just because that that's what works best for me. So experiment with it, play with it. But you know, start with that controlling idea brainstorm a little bit, you might have multiple uh, controlling ideas. And ultimately, you come back to the one that is the strongest and the others, maybe again, you use those for uh, blog posts later on. So let's talk a little bit about so you get the controlling ideas you, you you've you've got that you're working towards that you know that's what you're trying to communicate everything needs to support that statement um, let's talk a little bit about keywords because one of the benefits of blogging is getting some traction with the search engines uh, and so uh, you know what we recommend and, and not just us but just if, if you look at um, you know, different folks who who are, uh, advising on so you know, on search engine optimization, generally two maybe three keywords, keyword phrases per blog post. And Again, we're assuming about a thousand words for the blog post. So, you know, and right, what you know, we were talking about this yesterday or Wednesday when we were prepping for this. You know, how are you using those keywords as you're as you're working on the blog post? You get your create you get your controlling idea. How are you using the keywords to continue to guide what you're writing?
0: Well, um, a lot of times my keywords are part of the controlling idea in some way. Um, Typically, I have at least one in the controlling idea. And as I'm thinking about what the title of the blog post is ultimately going to be, for what it's worth with titles I don't really write the title till the end um, like I might have a working idea or or some idea of the direction I want to go in but I don't finalize that that's the last thing I do is put the title on it and I, I always try to have a, either a keyword or a part of a keyword phrase or a whole keyword phrase in that title mm-hmm. and then you know there's so much out there that you can read about how to write for search engine optimization, but some of the recurring things that I have read in multiple different sources says to make sure that you have a keyword or keyword phrase in one of your headings. Say you have three headings like H2 headings in your blog post, have keyword in at least one of those, but then also have it in, the first sentence of the paragraph, have it at the end when you have your CTA. Like, like you don't want it to feel forced or stuffed in there, like an afterthought. It needs to still flow organically, but they need to be there. And sometimes that can feel a bit repetitive, sort of like, you know, you, you're using too many proper nouns. You need to throw a few pronouns in there, <laughs> you know, like you, but, but there's a reason for it. Like you, you wanna have those words because as those algorithms are crawling the web looking for the answers to the things people are Googling, they're looking in those spots to see is this content relevant? And so you want to make sure that those descriptive words are in the right places on your blog post.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, that's ideally, you're doing that as part of a bigger content strategy in which you're looking at keywords. You're looking at other tactics as well. So blogging in and of itself is a tactic that can help with the search engines, but by itself, you know, it's more effective when you're doing it in combination with other things. And so, you know, two to three keywords, use them throughout your blog post, use them a couple times each, you know, several times each, put them in the titles, um, try to incorporate a phrase into the blog title itself. Um, and then you want to work those phrases into the first 100 words as well. Um, and so that way you're being intentional. You know, another thing you can do is when you have images, make sure you name the images with keyword phrases. And so you want it to be descriptive. You want it to be relevant, but but you want to make sure that you're using those keyword phrases because that becomes another factor in search. One other
0: thing that I wanted to mention right now is that also keep in mind that the way people read content online is they scan it. So, So don't worry so much if it feels maybe a little repetitive or clunky because people are scanning, like very, very few people are going to read your thing word for word. So you want them to be able to scan those headlines and those subheadlines all the way down to the end of your post, so that they can still get the gist of the article yeah. without having to read every single word.
1: Well, and, and that's really a, a good segue into the next point. That's when you're writing, you break the text up visually. Uh, you know, as you just said, people are—we're we're scanners. We skim, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times before somebody spends the time to read the whole post, they're they're going to kind of skim through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, think about using bullet points, use lists, use quotes, use images, use graphics. I mean, there's different ways to visually break that content up mm-hmm. so that it doesn't just look like a wall of words because our brains. If, if our brain sees a wall of words, it, it immediately is going to, it increases the likelihood that that person is not going to hang around and read your blog post because a mm-hmm. wall of words looks like a lot of work. When you break it up with headlines and quotes and images and bullet points, it, it feels more manageable. Even though it's the same amount of words, visually, it, it helps the brain be able to break it into smaller chunks. So- that becomes really important for the formatting of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. So now we're, now we're talking about, so at this point you have your controlling idea, you know what you're writing about. You've got a working title of some sort. Uh, Your controlling idea is not necessarily going to be the title could be, but not necessarily. So you've got a couple of keywords, two to three keywords that, that you've identified. You're now, um, you know, you've, you've thought through some of the layout, you know, you're going to use some bullet points, Well, now let's talk about actually starting to write it out. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, there, there, there are a couple of different ways. And so I think Annie Laurie and I will talk about how we each kind of approach writing a blog post. And so Annie Laurie, why don't you start off? Cause, uh, I know you've got your process and, and I can share some of my thoughts and, and how I do things as well.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, I think first of all, you need to decide what format you're working towards. Are you going to do a list? you know, they're calling them listicles these days, you know, are you going to try to do, you know, 10 ways to improve your whatever, you know, or are you going to do more of a case study where you're going to say, um, you know, we're going to show you how this client of ours is winning at life because they're using our product. You know, are you going to take that case study approach or are you going to do something that's more of like a um, more like an editorial you know this is my attempted thought leadership you know this is you know i'm an expert in this field and i have 20 years of experience in this field so i'm going to you know inform you i'm going to teach you or instruct you in some way sort of like a how-to post you know like how to do x y or z so you know those are three common types of blog posts that you'll see in content marketing and you know as you find yourself Googling your own questions later today or this weekend, start looking to see what you see. Like, is this post a listicle? Is this post a how to thought leadership post? You know, I think that also helps when you start to look and recognize just the content you're consuming on your own time, how it's organized. And you start to see these patterns develop. You start mm-hmm. just emerging in, you know, just your regular day to day. But, you know, as I'm thinking about organizing my thoughts and my content, I, I, I do have a working title. I finalize the title at the end, but I do have some direction that I'm working towards. I try to outline it, and then my outline ultimately is going to become my my subheadings, my H2 yeah. tagged subheadings. And then I, I work towards giving, you know, supporting evidence for whatever I'm, you know, talking about in each one of those points in about three sentences. Uh, that that can be tricky. It can be hard to do. But, you know, and we're sitting here telling you your post need to be a thousand words. What do you mean? Three sentences. You still have to communicate it short because they're scanning. They're on their phone. They're you know, they're they're just scrolling. And so you can't just hit them with the wall of words where it's like your best prose that you've ever written. It still has to be segmented and it has to be, you know, what which of these paragraphs could I turn into? Um, an image? Could I create a graphic for, you know, maybe there's, you know, three points I want to make under this subheading. Maybe I put those points on a graphic, you know, so I yeah. start with that headline. I m- figure out what I'm going to do for my, um, my, my H2s <laughs> is what I think of them as, because that's how they're tagged uh, technically in the back backend. Um, and then I look through what I'm what I've come up with. And I try to look to see, can I represent this with an example, a screenshot of like client, a happy client and, you know, a quote, maybe, you know, how can I break up some of this content to still right. convey what I'm trying to do?
1: Okay. So, you know, at this stage, again, each of us has sort of a different approach and a different style. So, uh, you know, sometimes one of the things that I'll do is cause I think out loud, um, and and so, I'll generally, you know, once I know what the controlling idea is, the keyword phrases, I'll think through similarly. What are the main things I want to say? What are the main points to create kind of a basic outline? But then what I'll do is is I'll I'll grab my phone, and and what I'll do is I'll use an app like Evernote or even Google Docs, and and I'll use voice typing, and and so there are times where I'll put on my uh, earbuds got it connected to my phone and I'll go out and I'll walk around the cove. I'll walk through the neighborhood, just sort of thinking out loud, getting the words out and getting them, you know, by voice typing them, what that does is that lets me then be able to come back and edit. And, and so, you know, if, if you're kind of like I am, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with just getting up. Maybe it's just walking back and forth in your office, walking around the house, whatever it is, just if it if that helps, do that. Mm-hmm. And and you know the other thing too is some people are stronger at at originating content. There you know so maybe you are really good at taking some thoughts, writing them down, and and really formulating form you know formulating that into something uh, really good. And and other people are stronger as editors if they have something to work with then they're, they're, they're better. They're more effective at taking that and massaging it and working through it. So think through if you're, if you're a better editor, maybe you have somebody else who does a first draft and then you take it across the finish line.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to mention too, if you have someone who's writing for you uh, or if you are writing for someone, You could ask them to create what Steve just described and give it to you. So if I'm say Steve wants me to write something, maybe I ask Steve, hey, can you just go walk around the cove, create a voice message for me and say, tell me in your own words what you want this to say? Then I can take it and I can edit what he just did. So like we have some clients that sometimes we work with like in that, in that exact way, they'll send an audio message or create a loom, um, another technology that you can use to send video messages and just say, this is something we want to say. This is an example. They'll pull up some things on the screen and then I can take that and create a blog post with it. Um, You know, if you can have help in this process of blog writing, you're going to be more successful at it. And if you can, if you are more of an editor, if you can find the writer or uh, the idea person and if you're more of the idea person, find that editor, work as a team. I think that you'll start to find a rhythm that really works. You can generate a lot of content that way.
1: So at this point. We work on a controlling idea so that way, you know, actually it starts out, you've planned out some content and so you have a topic that you want to write about. You, you define your controlling idea, you identify your two or three keywords that you want to use, uh, to, to help in the search results. You've identified what type of format. Is this a how to, are you doing a top 10 list, case study, something along those lines. Now you started putting some content to it. And, and again, sometimes like Annie Laurie, she'll do a couple of sentences, you know, per points and then start to flesh it out more. Sometimes I'll have that, but I'll, I'll just sort of dictate the whole thing uh, and then go back and edit it and smooth it out, get other people involved. And so a couple of, of, of we, we're going to run out of time. Um <laughs> And we, we normally do, but a couple of things to, to make sure to, to highlight, cause I want to make sure we talk about headlines because the headline is going to be one of the most important things that you come up with, because that's, what's going to grab somebody's attention and help them decide whether or not it's worth their time to read your blog post. Right. Um, and so you need a good intro and you need a good conclusion Your intro should introduce the problem. It should introduce a question. You you want to grab somebody's attention. So aside from the headline, the first couple of sentences are going to be crucial because that's what's going to help somebody. Again, you have a good headline. Great. They get there. They read. First couple of sentences are really going to determine whether or not they stick around. And so you want to make sure you start off with a question. Start off with information that that opens what we call a story loop. It, It creates curiosity they want to know more and so it needs to be compelling and then of course all your content backs up what you start off with your conclusion you want to make sure you wrap up with some sort of a call to action invite somebody to take the next step maybe it's download some sort of a pdf or resource maybe it's schedule a call with you someone on your team get a quote whatever that is and so a couple of other quick thoughts as you go through your blog post link to other content on your website that's relevant. four, five, six links. go to a services page if that makes sense, go to other blog posts, link to other resources outside of your own website when that's relevant, when that's helpful. And then when you when you okay, so let's let's shift from that to headline because your headline, once you've written your post, you've got a good idea of it, what what i recommend is you come up with at least 10 titles 10 mm-hmm. headlines mm-hmm. yes you heard me right 10 headlines yeah. because your first one's not going to be well occasionally the first one you come up with is going to be the winner usually it's not usually it's going to be your eighth ninth or maybe even the 10th headline because that's the point where you're frustrated like crap i can't come up with anything else. And you do, and that's when the juices sort of start kicking in. Mm-hmm. So come up with 10 blog post titles, headlines, because when you share that, either whether that's in a, on your Google search page, whether that's in, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you're sharing that content in an email, you want to give somebody a reason to open it, to, to, to you know click the link, to go to your blog post. And so... A couple of quick things here. Um, number one, make it interesting. Go to, I don't spend much time on this website, but if you want a good example, a place that has good headlines, go to BuzzFeed. That's all they do. It's, its its you know, go to inc.com, inc.com, uh, go to entrepreneur.com. These are you know, business uh, focused, entrepreneur focused content, resources, information. They do a really good job of creating headlines. And so a lot of times it's how to, or it, it is that list, 10 ways to 12 ways, five things to avoid, um, you know, learn how so-and-so did this. Mm-hmm. And so you want something that's going to create curiosity. Sometimes it's just a straight question. Mm-hmm. Um, give people a reason to, to read it. Uh, you, we use, there are different headline analyzers. We use one called co schedule. Well, it's actually, CoSchedule is a content management software platform. We use their free headline analyzer and it scores it and it gives you feedback. And so not that that needs to be the only factor you consider, but it gives you a score and it'll give you feedback, um, you know, power words, all those kinds of things. So we definitely, you know, think about the headline, come up with 10, get other people to help you brainstorm. Sometimes you get log jammed, get somebody else's perspective. Andy Laurie is really good about that. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm working on something, I'll get her input, vice versa. Um, and and that's gonna be significant because that's gonna determine what whether or not somebody's gonna click the link. And then when they get there, the first couple of sentences, the images, you want good images. Um and doggone, it, we're 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 about out of time. Yeah. Um so the last thing I'll say is, last two things, get somebody else to proofread it, get somebody else, get their perspective, look for grammar. Don't worry about it. If you make a mistake, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be perfect. You, you don't have time to make every blog post perfect. If you missed a comma somewhere, great, go ahead, run it. Mm-hmm. Um, so get somebody else to, to give you perspective on it. And then look for ways to use this on other channels. You should be able to come up with at least three. If you're doing a thousand words, you probably come up with half a dozen social media posts. It could be quote, it could be the headline, it could be statistics, all sorts of different things that you can pull from that. Mm-hmm. And use that to drive traffic back to your blog. And you can schedule those out over the course of you know months in some cases, especially if it's something that's evergreen. It means it's going to be relevant for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So
0: whew. I know it's a lot. Well, I have my, this is my parting thought as we close, you're not writing a Pulitzer prize winning post just like, write, Just write, get someone else to read it, be open to their feedback and yeah. hit publish. Because I think that I, I talk with so many people who are like, help me write blogs better, but then they just get stuck. Cause it's not perfect. It's not how they want it, it, it but it's, you know what, If it has your keywords and it has your controlling idea and it has some images and it's not a wall of of words, post it. And don't try to perfect it because you can spend your whole year perfecting one blog post. Just start writing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we go with, and it's not original to us, but it's it's called the 90% rule. Um, In other words, you know, don't wait for it to be a hundred, percent perfect. You're never going to get there. And even if you did, The amount of time it takes you to get from 90% to 100%, it's not worth that extra time. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have some blog posts that are just going to be fantastic. People are going to rave about it. You're going to have others that just suck. It's okay. It's okay to suck occasionally. (laughs) And and so if, you know, and and be honest with yourself, if you're not a good writer, don't write the blog post. Get help. If you're a Mm -hmm. decent writer, great. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, you can, it's a skill that can be honed. Um, and, and again, get feedback, get other people to help you. There's, you know, we can help you go to Upwork. I mean, there, there, there are plenty of places where you can find people who write, um, even if they're not on your team. So quick recap, get your controlling idea, pick your keywords, two to three keywords, start forming an outline, start figuring out what you're going to write about. Then start roughing it out, uh, and again, whether you're jamming down a keyboard, uh, whether you know you're like me, you want to get up, walk around, you know, and, and, and do the voice typing thing, and then um, get it written. Go through it, think through your uh, images. Make sure you get uh, your your headline, ten headlines, three social media posts minimum. And then get it out there. Get it on a regular schedule. Pick it each week that you want to run your blog post. Get it live. Get it out on social. Share by email. And give people a reason to keep coming back to your website. So, all right, guys. We got to go. Thanks for joining us. Um, Find us on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube. Like us, follow us, subscribe. This will be available as a podcast first of next week. Uh, If you missed last week's part one, go back, grab that as well. And uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Have a fantastic weekend. May involve some Jerry snow codes.
0: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We invite you to join us for a live recording on Tuesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or on our website at wayfindmarketing.com slash live.